uh, where just think life happened, and so uh, it's going to be difficult to actually finish First John uh, this summer. So we're probably actually going to uh, do it next summer too, um, just because, yeah, with things that the calendar didn't obey the way that it's supposed to. Um, but what we're going to do today uh, with the, the family while we're all here is, is begin um, the second half of, of 1 John. The, the, we're going to talk about love. First uh, John, for the first half, uh, John's been talking about who we are in Christ, identity, the types of people in the church. And I think that love has become uh, sort of watered down in our culture a little bit. Uh, I think... The, the way we use the word love isn't quite uh, as, I don't know, punchy. And I think maybe it's because uh, the baby boomers started, like, they, the, the, the baby boomers, their, their parents, you know, served in World War II, and, and, and their grandparents in World War I, and it was a, it was a blood-soaked half a century. It was a, it was a tough time, very difficult for people to, um, you know, the kind of person you had to be to survive and thrive in that environment, not super emotional and loving. And so, at least in my experience, I know my parents were very much um, all about telling you, they love me, I love you, I love you. And uh, I remember in college, my buddy Era, who um, was an Indian-American, um, had a big beard, a Tennessee accent. And one day, uh, we were walking down the halls, and he stopped me. And he looks at me, he's like, Tom... I love you. And I was like, oh, thanks. And he's like, no. He looked me deep in the eyes, his big brown eyes. He said, I love you. And I was like, wow, thanks, man. And I think what he meant by, I'm with you, I'm for you. You know, and I, so, and I noticed a lot of us, especially the dudes, it's like, I love you, man. Love you too. I mean, Doug, I can't get a, out of conversation with this guy without him loving me like so much. He's like, I love you. I'm like, whoa, I love you too, man. Um, and, and, it, and it's even gotten to the point in the culture now where, you know, in Anchorman, when Brick's like, I love Lamp. <laughs> He's like, do you, Brick? Do you really love Lamp? I love Lamp. We, the, the word, just, it's, it's, it's watered down uh, in some ways. And, uh, and John's going he's gonna, to he's gonna show us why, why it's, it, it shouldn't be. And so let's, uh, let's read our text, and then uh, I'm going to need some volunteers. This is how we know love, John says. Jesus laid down his life for us, and so we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has the good things available in the world and sees a brother or sister in need and doesn't care, uh, literally there it's like, um, and, and, and shuts, his, shuts his heart up. Like, so the kind of, it's an idiom in Greek, but it means doesn't care. Uh, how is God's love living in that person? My little children, not, let's not love in speechifying or tongue. Uh, although the New American Standard and New King James use tongue, which I think is really, really good, and I'll explain why. Uh, but first, I'm going to need five volunteers to go with Miss Erin. So, Reed, go ahead. Yes. Is that, is that Annika? Sorry, is that Annika? Yeah, go ahead. Um, anybody else? Yeah, Juju? Okay. Uh, no, no, only one Schmalhofer per thing? Okay, yeah, Zozo, go ahead. And one more. <laughs> Rocco, you want to go? Okay. Uh, Miss Aaron's going to do some stuff, and we're going to see them here in just a second. But I want to uh, help break apart the way this, this text works. The, the first thing to notice is that, that John is going to talk about Jesus' death, right? Jesus laid down his life for us, and that's what love is. But then he goes on to explain what, what about that 
is loving. Okay, and he does that by using a kind of a like a, an ex- a counterexample. So he says, Jesus, Jesus laid down his life for us. But what about this? What if someone has the good stuff, you know, the stuff available in the world? You've got the resources, and you see a brother or sister, they're in need. What it is that Jesus did. And what what and, and, and so in the opposite, the issue is that there's a real felt need. Right? Someone has a need. They need uh, money, they need food, they need shelter. It's, it's probably a physical need here, since, uh, since John's talking about the good things available in the world, right? There's a physical need that needs to be met, and then you're like, eh, I'm okay, I don't need it, eh, whatever, and you just walk away. And the point is, is that what Jesus is doing when he lays down his life for us, is he's, he's actually meeting some very felt real needs, um, and that's what's important. It's important that the, we, there's something up with us. There's something, many things that we have problems with. And Jesus comes in at an incredible personal cost, namely his life. In, through his, uh, in and through his life, death, and resurrection, Jesus addresses those needs. All right? Um, I don't know how fast Aaron ties, but Aaron, if, you're, if you can start sending kids out. Duh. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, just, just come on out, guys. Like, oh, no, they can barely walk. Oh, no. What's, what's going on? What, are you dragged down by something? Come on up, come on up. I know you can't go fast because it's so heavy. It's, uh, it's really thick cardstock. So you know it. it oh, jeez, guys. I am so sorry. Doug, can you come up, too? I'm, I'm going to need you. Rock, rock. Really working deep, brother. I love it. Okay. Oh, Reed, you've got handcuffs. Oh, man. All right, come on up. Come on up. All the way up. Get, get, up, get over here so everyone can see how you've been dragged down here. And dragged down. Reed, yeah, just over here. Over here. J- uh, Doug's going to be our Jesus, okay? Because he looks like Jesus. I've got the Jesus beard, yeah. but it's the wrong color. All right. Uh, right. <laughs> so, uh, Reed, it looks like, you, it looks like you're, you're dragging. What is that? It's a ball and chain? You got a ball and chain? What is it? What, what, what's your ball and chain there? What does it say? Did you look at it? Death. Death. Yeah, well, see, that's one of the things about... You can interview him. That's one of the things about, uh, about sin. Um, and and the sin, sin has this power over us that causes us to die. And so one of the things with physical death at the end of our life, but also death in life. There's something dead inside of us that we have. And then he says, I'm going to do something about it. And what Jesus does is he, he, he cuts that, and then he, uh, he puts it on himself. So, Doug, can you hold out one of your arms there? Sure. Thanks. All right. And what's, uh, what's another one we got over here? Who's next? Guilt. Guilt. Zozo, you got guilt. Um, yeah, one of the things that happens, and we know this, when we um, start living in ways that are against God, we start to feel really guilty. And sometimes it's not even like we feel guilty before God, but we feel guilty about the things we've done to other people. And it weighs us down. It, 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 it gets us. But Jesus comes, and he takes that guilt on himself. He, Jesus accepts the results of sin, and he, and he puts it in, on his own life at, at, at the cross. And so... You can hang it on him. There. That's not a very good knot, but hopefully it says. All right, who's, who's next? Gigi? What do you got? What do you got? 
I don't know. What does he say? You got to read it. It's on the back. One more time, louder. Being apart from God. Yeah. Yeah, being apart from God. That's right. Uh, one of the things that happens when uh, sin enters our life is that it separates us from who God is. And one of the crazy things that Jesus does is, is he uh, joins with us in that condition, right? He joins to us um, as he accepts uh, the results of sin into himself. And so he, he takes that, that too. And so, and so after Jesus comes along, we don't have to be separate from God anymore. We can be united to God in the power of the Spirit. Rocco, why don't you come on over here? Being unlovable. Being unlovable. Being unlovable, wow. Yeah, one of the things that we experience when we see sin take, uh, take part in our lives is that we start to wonder if we're like, come on over, come on. Oh, I'm definitely going to cut your leg. <laughs> no, I might. It's, but, uh, we'll pull it a little bit. You just pull it. Eh, eh, eh. Uh, don't stab me. <laughs> Stabbing you is fun. Um, one of the things that happens to us is we uh, start to, we recognize that sin has damaged us, and we start to believe. Taking on human nature by incarnating, by be, being a part of humanity, he shows us that, no, we are worth being loved, and not be, of anything in ourselves, but because he joins and becomes a part of us, a part of humanity. And so in his life, death, and resurrection, he, he takes on this sense of being unlovable, and, he, and, he, and, he, and, he's, and before God, you know, he feels at the cross, he even says, why have you forsaken me? He feels um, actually unlovable. And so if you're the kind of person, and you're a kid who felt, has felt unlovable, you can know that, that God has actually experienced that too. And then God has erased it and broken that power. All right, I want you to come over. What do you got? The devil's power. The devil's power. Yeah, this is a, it's a big one. Um, one of the things that, that we've experienced as human beings is we've gotten into... Um, the hands of the enemy. Um, and we experience this as like, uh, what's that? It's the smallest ties. Uh, this time. We'll figure it out. <laughs> One of the things that happens to us is we, we find that we're um, enslaved. We, we, we do things we don't want to do. We live a life we don't want to live. And Jesus recognizes that and overcomes the power of the enemy. He even goes so far as to allow the enemy to... Kill him. And in that, he shatters those chains. So that now, the things that have held us, that have made us um, unable to live the way that God's called us to live, those have been shattered in and through Christ. And so, in God's life, death, and resurrection, in and through Jesus, through the power of the Spirit, we see that, and this is just, a, this is just five, just five things um, that that God has addressed in and through Jesus. And we could go on and on. We could talk about isolation. We could talk about loneliness. We could talk about all of the things that sin does to us and how Jesus takes them onto himself and it gets buried with him. And he comes up and, and, and frees us from those things. And so he sees the needs we have and he addresses them at the greatest possible personal cost. So we say thank you, Jesus. You guys, come on over here. I got some uh, candy for you. For, thank you for volunteering. Mm. And the question I always get from Reed is, I know you do. <laughs> you always do this. Why is it all peanut butter? No, it's because why can't I have more than one? Yeah, you can have as many as you want. I don't care. Uh, Wait, what? Do I still stand there? Or? You can go sit down. 
Keep those things on them. And no, and no candy for you. We don't want to mess with your beautiful body. We know how you act when you get candy. That's the first thing on your notes. Uh, Jesus' agopic love frees us from the power of sin, but at the highest cost. So we, we, Jesus comes, and he recognizes all the things that have happened to us, and then he sets us free. Well, what's the result of this? What's the result? John goes on and says, well, you should love each other the same way that Jesus did, right? Jesus laid down his life for us. You ought to lay down your lives for your brothers and sisters. And then he, he says, My little children, let's not love in speechifying or tongue, but in action and truth. Uh, that's a, those are two couplets. John is Jewish, and so he's very comfortable thinking um, about things in a Hebrew way. And so he has a very Hebra- uh, Hebraic sense of poetry or poetic sense. And in, in Hebrew, when, when, when they're being artistic, creative, poetic, and they're writing, typically what they'll do is they'll have um, two things that are either exactly the same or slightly different to make a point, right? And so I have here speechifying or tongue. If you're looking at a, the New King James, it'll probably say a word or deed. Um, I'm, I'm using, it might say tongue. I'm using tongue because that's literally the, the Greek there. It's, it's, it's glose, um, and, uh, gloso. And, and speechifying is the word logos, logo. Um, and those things are, they're, they're, they can be synonyms, but they're slightly different. And the reason I be addressed with action, tongue should be addressed with truth. Um, two things there, one, a logos and ergo, uh, word and deed, um, speechifying and action. Those two things go together in Greek. Uh, throughout the Greek world, you'll hear this couplet. Don't just be like a politician. What politicians do is they get up there, they make promises to you, but they never follow through, right? That's how politicians work. And uh, so right now, before I go on here, I think it's, it's, time, for, it's time for a raffle. Uh, kids, who would like to... I have a $25 gift card. It's for Target. So you can get all kinds of fun things at Target. They've got Nerf guns. They've got candy. If you would like to win a $25 gift card, come up. Aaron and I are going to, we're going to do a raffle here. So if you're interested in this prize, oh yeah, now Keegan's excited. It's cool. You're predictable, bro. It's everyone. It's everyone? Okay, well, here's the deal. So we got we to gotta cut these in half. And then you get one, and we're going to... So there's no, there's no second place. Second place is failure. Um, okay. Here you go, buddy. Go sit down. Sit down after you get your ticket. After you get your ticket, go sit down. There you go. All right. Here you go. There you go. Oh, that one goes on there. There you go. Yep. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Oh, so the teenagers are showing up? What a bunch of punks. You guys are ridiculous. Here, you go. Right. here c- come over here so Airbear can help. Don't just line up. It's awesome. Here, here you go. Can my brother have one? Yeah, everyone can have one. Uh, it's a $5 charge, though. So if you've taken one, make sure that you. Just kidding. It's all free. There you go. Awesome. Okay. Good. Am I going to win? Are you going to win? Yeah. It, well, it's, it's random. There are. There you go. Uh-huh. 
There you go. You're welcome. All right, ladies. Oh, all right. Okay, you are a vision. You are so pretty. Okay, here you go. Olivia, do you want one or not? Olivia, $25 to Target. Oh, you cheater. I love where your head's at, though. It's good. Yeah, so what would happen in the, uh, in the Greek world, uh, and not in ours, of course, but um, in the Greek world, it was very common for people to, especially uh, politicians or um, people with you know, power, influence, to say, here's what I'm about, here's what I'm going to do. And, 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 and would, they had these tactics for coming up with the most beautiful, incredible speech to really get you excited. They would oftentimes uh, play on your uh, love for your country, for example. Uh, again, nothing that happens a- anymore. But at the time, they would get you very, very excited about um, being, you know, Greek or whatever, or being Jewish, or, or being, we're going we're gonna to do this, we're going to do this. And then, they didn't always... Follow through. Yeah, that some, some, a lot of the time, they would, you know, make these big, beautiful speeches, uh, but it was just, it was just empty words. Um, they just didn't follow through. So here we go. All right. This is it, man. Twenty-five bucks. Very excited. Not enough to buy a TV, so. But maybe $25 towards your TV. Okay. Here we go. Okay, so uh, everybody who has a ticket, look at your ticket. Look at your number. Uh, the winning ticket is 928. Well, hold on. I'm not done. 4105. Charlie Sue, congratulations! Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Congratulations. Congrat. Uh, wait, honey. Um, oh, no. I forgot to go to Target to get the gift card. You know what? It's okay. Here, here, why don't I just. Here you go. This says $25. Okay, here you go. Here you go. There, there. That's. Yay, Charlie Sue, really good, right? Awesome, awesome. Uh, you, you just hold on a minute there. What? I, we just had a fun raffle. It was awesome. That, that's not cool. Well, what's not cool? Well, all of your speechifying, all the things that you were, you were saying about this gift card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your action is not matching that. Well, I... You said you were going to do all these things, but you didn't back them up with your actions. You might be right. Charlie Sue, I, what can we do to, to fix this? Well, I have a solution here for you, and I have taken action to ensure that your words will be matched. Is today. that? So I have her $25 gift Charlie card Sue, right come here. on. Congratulations, honey. <laughs> you got it. And thank you. Big thanks to Miss Airbear, who woke up early and went to the store and bought all this stuff. <laughs> While, by the way, taking care of three children, one of whom isn't quite three. So the real, we know who the real hero is. All right. Uh, yeah, speechifying with no action, no follow-through. That's the uh, next thing in your note sheets. 
Uh, agopic love, and I say agopic, it comes from the word agape. It's a special kind of love that God has for us. Agopic love follows the, the kind, important words. And words are important. We shouldn't leave words behind. We should say the things that we intend to do, and we should want them to be good for people, but it needs to be followed up with some actual follow-through. Especially for us parents, that can be tough sometimes. You know, it's to the, the park. And tomorrow comes, and you're like, man, I still don't want to go to the park. <laughs> Nothing changed. I thought it might, but it didn't. Agopic love is the sort of love that not only is it about taking your kid to the park, it's about taking your kid to the park because it costs you something. Right? It hurts, pinches a little bit. You know, Jesus, he saw it. Jesus saw these incredible needs that we had. And, and then Jesus didn't just, I mean, he did. He shared the Sermon on the Mount. This is, how, this is what love is. This is what life should be like. This is what the kingdom is like. He said all those things, but he didn't just stop by talking about it. He actually lived it out. He went all the way. And it cost him everything. Going back to the text. Uh, th- this is important Tongue and truth. Uh, it's very odd. Um, this is the literal word for tongue in Greek, and it can mean um, you know, speech or something like that. But it's very interesting that John pairs it with truth, tongue and truth. Uh, that's not common in the ancient world. In the ancient world, they would not have put these two, uh, these two words together. John does it for a very specific, pretty much, this is a very New Testament-y way of thinking about tongue. And if you look for this word, you'll see it over and over. So the, the next slide, uh, tongue and the NT. Um, this is just an example of how the New Testament talks about the tongue, the organ, your tongue. It says, so also the tongue is a small member, not real large, not today, yet it boasts of great exploits. The tongue says, it's not, it's not big, but it says, I've done this. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. Uh, in, in James's idea, and really the New Testament all the way through, so much of, of what goes wrong with everything is, is, is all started with your tongue. The, the things that you say. Uh, it's deceitful. You lie. Um, you, you gossip. You, uh, it's, it makes the world out in a way that it really shouldn't be. We actually looked at this um, before the summer. It says it stains the whole body, sets the whole circle of life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. So when you're, if you're, if you're thinking with the Bible and you hear tongue, which the world is in a certain way, but the tongue perverts that. And then uh, John says, instead of the tongue, truth well, for John, truth is, is, it's very, is caught up by some, in something very important. Almost always, if you go through all of John's writings, the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and Revelation, you'll notice that so much of the time when John talks about truth, he's also talking about the Holy Spirit. So here's a couple of examples. And I will ask the Father, this is G- uh, Jesus speaking, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. Um, the, one of the major pr- uh, points of the Spirit is to guide us into truth. Um, it, later in, in Third John, uh, John talks about one of the members of a church. He says, everyone has testified favorably about Demetrius, and so has the truth itself. Well, how does the truth testify about somebody or something? Well, only if the, if the, the truth is, is personified in some being, in, in John's mind, the Holy Spirit. 
So, so everyone testifies well of Demetrius. We ourselves testify for him. You know our testimony is true. And guess what? The point is that uh, there, there's, a, there's a conflict that we have in the world where um, our, our tongues create a version of love that is false. It's fake. Our tongues uh, will we'll say, you know, I love you, man, and, 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 and th- these two are in love, and, and this is love, and, and, I, and I love what you're doing, and love, love, love. But every time we use this watered-down version of love, it's actually deceitful. It's, it's, it's hooking us and taking us away from real truth, the, the truth that's testified by the Spirit of God. Now, I've got a really—it's actually very exciting. Um, so we have— I got in contact with a major, um, a major influencer on Instagram, uh, YouTube. Uh, she mostly does um, like mommy blogging, uh, but she's one of the one of the best. And she um, she agreed to come here and speak to us briefly about um, what it's like to be an influencer and, and how that you know changes your life. But f- before she comes up, I want to uh, share with you her latest video. Um, and this is, uh, yeah, so she, she's pretty awesome. And I think, I think. Hey everybody, welcome back to Aaron's Excellent Adventures. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to make a delicious meal for your kids. And it's really simple. So let's, let's get started. So I'm going to start with this delicious artisano bakery bread. It's super fresh straight from the freezer. I'm going to go ahead and open it up. And, you know, I've got some of my materials all set up here. You know, I like to just be prepared. So I'm going to go ahead and pull out this piece of, you know, really healthy, like white wonder bread, um, providing a lot of nutrients and minerals for your kids that are vital. I'm going to go ahead and pop it in the toaster. And, you know, while it's cooking, I'm going to show you some options um, that coincide with this meal. So um, we got it. We got it going. Got our meal going. You know, first of all, you need straight butter for this meal, a big hunk of it. So here I've got my butter ready. And I also have, you know, picky eaters. So I like to give them some options. You know, first option is this full jar of cinnamon and sugar blended together. And again, really just full of, um, you know, energy for them, calories. Um, I also like to just keep this, this jar of Nutella ready at all times because you never know when you're gonna need some hazelnut goodness. So I'm gonna just have this ready to go and for it. Why not Nutella and cinnamon and sugar? Let's do that today. So I'm gonna open up my cinnamon and sugar and I'm gonna open up my Nutella, get it ready. And you know, most people like to use a knife, but um, I don't have any plastic knives left. So I just decided to forego that and just use a, a plastic spoon because you know, less is more. And I can just throw this straight in the trash. Um, you've also might be noticing that I have a, a paper plate here. So again, really um, environmentally friendly and, um, but also quick. So, oh, my bread is ready. Here we go. I'm gonna just pull this baby right out of the toaster. And here it is, it's, it's ready to go. It's, it's really nice and warm. I'm gonna just take a big hunk of butter, okay? You, the more the better. Like, just get this hunk right here and just slab it on. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is gonna be mouth-watering, okay? Mouth-watering. So now I've got my butter and you know, let's do layer number one. Um, and so I'm just gonna take this jar right here of cinnamon sugar, I pre-blended it. I really worked hard on that earlier. Uh, today and I'm just gonna go ahead and here. Let's just take a good look. I'm gonna just just put put it on there, layer it on there, and um, your kids are gonna have a lot of energy. They're gonna be really vibrant and. <laughs> 
Sometimes this is enough, but I think for today, for my special recipe, we're gonna go ahead and we're just gonna take it to the next level, okay? We're gonna level up. And here we go, I'm gonna get, get in here. Okay, we're gonna get some Nutella. Um, you guys, this is heaven on earth. I'm gonna just start to layer, as you can see, oh, I'm gonna start to layer the Nutella. And you know, sometimes it chunks up with the butter, but that's okay, you know, you can just use your fingers. And I'm just gonna get a little bit more out of there. A little bit more and here we go okay oh you guys this is gonna be delicious okay and I'm just gonna kind of just plop that on there get some nuggets on there and um, you know and again I, I didn't really want to waste you know having to wash a knife so I'm just gonna go ahead and just slice it up with the spoon and get it into nice little bite-sized chunks here I'm gonna cut it up into three slivers okay and you guys, this is looking so good. I can't wait for my kids to take a bite of this mouth-watering deliciousness. Um, but you know what? I'm the mom. So sometimes when you make your kids food, you're like, oh, I just gotta eat that. And so you know what? Instead of giving it to them, oh. Gosh, that is so good. Make it tomorrow. Make it today. Aaron's Excellent Adventures. Okay, click here to subscribe. I can't wait to see you guys again. Yeah. Oh, great, great news. Uh, so she, we flew her out from Florida. Uh, she's here. Uh, a big hand for uh, Air Bear's Excellent Adventures, the Air Bear. All right. Man, that, that video was incredible. Um, I, I got to say, like, you look like the ultimate homemaker um, and what a lucky, what a lucky family you have to get that's, treats like that. It's really true. Yeah. Um, so what's, what's it kind of like being, um, you know, so popular, such a big influencer? I mean, how, how do people respond to you? Yeah. You know, um, I, I really found that like, it's exhilarating and thrilling. You know, I post a video mm -hmm. and I like watch my subscriber numbers just skyrocket and yeah, cool. I just am kind of sitting there on my phone and, and I'm like oh, I hope I get another notification that somebody else subscribed to my YouTube channel. Gosh, like I'm doing so great I'm really worth something because yeah. people like my videos and right. I'm inspiring them. Yeah. No that, that's, su that's super important because um, yeah it seems to me like in, in order to um, to know that you're loved, people got to communicate that to you. And so the, right. the likes, the subscriptions, the comments, right, right. that's, that's what does that. Well, um, what, what kind of, what kind of response has this video gotten so far? So this, the video that you guys just saw has just been really one of my best. Yeah, it's and viral, I think. It's, yeah, yeah, I mean, like pretty much all likes, yeah. you know, all great comments. Some people were like, I'm yeah. going to make this today for my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, some people said they're going to like put it into their recipe rotation yep. and like, you know, have it on repeat. So I'm really excited about that. Meal, meal prep Sunday. You Right. Just got to make sure you got the cinnamon and sugar. Yeah, I didn't mention yeah. it, but you can freeze those puppies, oh, and then you can just pop them out and the, you know put them in the microwave for like ten seconds. So, wow, that is really really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so and 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 the response has been overwhelmingly positive. Any 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 blowback? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's always blowback, right? You know, and so you kind of like try to like, keep it positive, but yeah, um, you know, some people are, you know, are hurtful. Um, and they'll say kind of things like, well, you must not care about your kid's health because you feed them. We're not a good cook. Like, you don't know how to cook. Or sometimes people will comment on how I look. Like, they'll say, like, oh, like, you're really fat. Or they'll say, really? yeah, or they'll say, like, why is your hair not done? Or, like, you don't look good. And so that really 
you know, those kinds of comments really sting for me because, you know, I really want to be a good mom and I want to make good things for my kids and I want to be fit and healthy. And so when people kind of speak that stuff into me, it really, it brings me down. And sometimes I cry about it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I'm just thinking about, um, you know, what John says about um, the tongue and, and the lies that it tells it. And I'm, I'm just wondering, I mean, obviously, when people are, you know, tearing you down, um, that's, 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 a, that's a lie. That's not, that's not true about who you are. Um, but I wonder if maybe even the likes and the subscriptions, even the, the positive stuff, it could just be, you know, it could just be flattery. It could just be wanting to feel like they're a part of something that's real and exciting as the people who seek to hurt you. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it that way. Because I know that um, when John talks about the truth, he's always talking about uh, the spirit. And, and the Spirit seals us as believers, and, it, and, and the, Spirit, the Spirit's presence confirms who we actually are, what we are actually like. We are children of God. We are forgiven. We're loved. And that's the kind of love um, that, that's, that's real and true. And we know it's true because instead of like just you know, likes and comments and subscriptions, it, it costs God something. And when, and when we experience love uh, from our brothers and sisters in the church, it's not just, oh, you're, you're, I love hanging out with you. It's, it's I'm willing to hurt for you. I'm willing to sacrifice for you. And so, everybody, I, I, I would super encourage you to continue, you know, getting followers and subscriptions and, and likes and all of that. But I hope that you'll be able to reset um, and recognize that, um, that real love is love that costs and it's love that, that, that shows you who you are in Christ, not real. And uh, congratulations on your newest virus video. Yeah! <laughs> if you were to sum it all up, when John thinks about love, he's thinking about what is it that's trapping you? What is it that's holding you back? What is it that is hurting you, suppressing you? And, 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 and then who's going to come along and at personal cost to themselves liberate you from that? We see it first in Christ, right? Christ sees us bound by death, by sin, by guilt, by all of the things that we talked about. And Jesus comes in and through his life, death, and resurrection, he shatters all those chains. He sets us free. He breaks the power of sin. And yet, and yet we all know that, that even though that's happened, even though you've believed, there's still aspects of life that are challenging. Sometimes it's physical needs. Sometimes it's emotional needs. Sometimes... It's a spiritual loss. So whatever it is, whatever is trapping you, holding you down, re, uh, bringing back the power of sin over your life, God's called us as brothers and sisters to see that in each other. It hurts. You know it costs. Because the greatest price has already been paid. And whatever price we pay now, pales. And so brothers and sisters, let us lay down our lives for each other, not in speechifying and the lies of the tongue, but in action and the truth 
that comes from the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Gracious God and Father, we thank you for the, the gift of Christ, the image of perfect love, the one who came to be with us, to unite to humanity, the one who willingly bears our life, our guilt, our loss, our sin, the one who you raised victorious over the enemy, over death, over all that binds us. And God, may we at Coast Bible Church love as Jesus loved. May we not be content with with speechifying about amazing promises and a wonderful future and and the lies of the tongue that, that can flatter and deceive but instead may we love with action that follows speech and truth that comes from your spirit. Holy Spirit of God, we invite you to move us into truth, to show us light and life, to help us recognize what's real and who we are.